Welcome to the Students of Surgery podcast series, where we shed light on common surgical topics. Welcome back, everyone. Um, today, we will be talking about soft tissue tumors with Dr. Ramzi Maleleke, general surgeon in the Department of Surgery in Steve Biko Academic Hospital. Welcome, Dr. Maleleke. How common are soft tissue tumors? Soft tissue tumors are rare and unusual tumors. They may occur at any age, and although most often common in the middle-aged and and adult patients, they form about 1% and 15% of the adult and pediatric population. In the United States of America, they see about 10,600 patients in a year, and about 4,000 of them will die in a year. And what are the common types of soft tissue tumors that we see? There is a very long list of um, um, soft tissue tumors, but the common ones would include, um, you know, a lipoma, which is the benign version of a tumor that arises from the fat layer. And the malignant version would be a liposarcoma. Another common tumor would be a rhabdomyoma, being the benign version, and the malignant one would be a rhabdomyosarcoma. And there is a, you know, it's a quite long list of soft tissue tumors, but those are the most common types of soft tissue tumors. And how do these patients present? Quite often, they present with a lump which is painless. And it usually involves the extremities, either the upper or the lower limbs. They can also occur in the retroperitoneum and intra-abdominally. Presentation is often delayed because of the abscess of pain. What happens is that soft tissue tumors grow in a centrifugal manner. In other ways, they grow from the center, pushing the surrounding tissues instead of invading the surrounding tissue. And as a result, they do not present with pain. Um, and that is why the presentation is most of, quite often delayed. So maybe if we have a clinical example, if you are in the surgical outpatient department and the patient presents with a, a mass in the anterior thigh, how would you proceed to investigate the patient to come to a diagnosis? The, the management of soft tissue tumors depend on the outcome of the triples assessment. And the triple, triple assessment entails thorough history taking and physical examination. It includes histology and also imaging. On the, on the histology, we usually prefer a corneal biopsy because most of the time it has a high diagnostic yield. A fine needle aspiration is discouraged because most of the time it does not offer a, a adequate material for, 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 for analysis. Who should be doing the biopsies for these patients? Now, these patients should ideally be referred to a tertiary hospital followed by proper imaging. And the imaging investigation of choice is an MRI scan, which is usually done before a biopsy. That is why this patient should be managed either at a tertiary institution level or by a surgeon. So do all soft tissue tumors require an MRI? Not all soft tissue tumors require an MRI. It depends on the size. Smaller tumors, for example, if somebody has a tumor that's two centimeters in size, one can get away with a wide local excision with a you know, margin of about one to two centimeters in size. So it's, it, most of the time it will be the big tumors that are more than five centimeters in size. Are there ways of staging um, soft tissue tumors? Yes, uh, soft tissue tumors are staged according to the GTNM staging system. Um, you'll note that um, we've included the G 
the versus the carcinomas that are staged according to the TNM staging. The G stands for the grade of the tumor, which is extremely important when it comes to staging soft tissue tumors. So that is the staging system that is currently used. What are some of the features that may make you suspicious that a tumor is actually a malignancy? As I've already mentioned, majority of the soft tissue tumors are benign. However, there are a number of symptoms that should arouse suspicion when dealing with somebody who has a soft tissue tumor. The first one is the size of the tumor. Any tumor that is more than five centimeters in size or a tumor that is located in a deep location, for example, below the fascia, in the intramuscular compartment, intra-abdominally or retroperitoneally should arouse suspicion of a soft tissue tumor. The other sign um, is immobility of the lesion at physical examination, as well as changes to an existing lesion. For example, if there is a rapid increase in the size, uh, pain or worsening compressive symptoms, all those should arouse suspicion that one could be dealing with a soft tissue tumor. What are the options or treatment options that we have for these patients? The treatment options include surgery, radiotherapy, and chemotherapy. But the cornerstone of management is complete surgical excision with negative margins and maximal preservation of function. The excision should include a one to two centimeter margin of normal tissue. And the aim here is to offer a patient a function and limb sparing procedure. Radiotherapy is quite often used uh, after, after the operation. Otherwise, it is used as adjuvant radiotherapy instead of neoadjuvant therapy. It allows preservation of function with similar local control rates and survival to radical excision. Majority of patients with low-grade tumors will not require radiotherapy. However, it should be considered for those with large, deeply located, or incompletely excised tumors especially those that are adjacent to vital structures. Neoadjuvant radiotherapy is associated with increased post-op complication and is therefore discouraged. On chemotherapy, majority of the soft tissue tumors are not chemosensitive and there is no data to support the use of chemotherapy. However, it can be used in a number of chemosensitive tumors in order to try and downgrade the size of the tumor. Thanks, Dr. Maleki. Do you have any concluding comments for us concerning soft tissue tumors? Any patient who presents with a soft tissue tumor needs to be referred and referred early either to a tertiary hospital to a surgeon. Biopsy should be done at the tertiary hospital or by the treating surgeon. And the management uh, would depend on the assessment, on the result of the assessment after the triple assessment. Thank you very much. And I'm sure we'll hear from you in further podcasts. This edition of the Students of Surgery podcast has been produced by TuxFM. Visit www.tuxfm.co.today for young, fresh, and relevant content. That was another edition of the Students of Surgery podcast series, where we shed light on common surgical topics.